Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by the Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association, castlerock-petenwell.com, and by Huntworth Gear, high-tech camel wear at a price you can afford, huntworthgear.com. I'm Dan Small. Today, a Lake Michigan fishing report from Charter Captain Dumper Dan Welch. A look at July classes and events at the Range of Richfield and an invitation to attend a Northwood Six County Lakes meeting at Nicolay College. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, and you hear this feature every week at this time on WTSO, the Big 1070. You also pick it up on our podcast whenever and wherever you get your podcasts on LakeLink, iHeartRadio, and other platforms as well. And joining us once again is McFarland guide Ron Bearfield. Well, Ron, good to talk to you again. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thanks, Dan. I know we were going to do it the last couple of weeks here, and I've been busy guiding, so I just haven't had much time to... To be on the radio with you. Well, I I understand that, and I appreciate you taking time today. And uh, the fact that you've been guiding means you've been out on the water. So, what can you tell me? It's well, the, the river itself, the Wisconsin River, has been very good. Uh, a lot of lot of walleyes in Lake Wisconsin. The, the walleye bites there have been very good. That's a, been a trolling bite up there uh, more than anything. But um, also, I've been catching uh, walleyes on Lake Wisconsin pretty darn shallow for this time of year just throwing uh, small crankbaits but um i mean up in you know in the middle of the day and six you know four to six feet of water really so, in, in weeds or uh, any cover uh, just there's not much cover it's mostly a, like the rockier shorelines ones that have a little bit of rock on them yep um and it it doesn't seem to have to drop into deep water real quick either i'll be darned so yeah it's the darnest thing i've you know they've, they've been Pretty shallow, but the trolling bite's been pretty good too, in about oh twelve to fifteen feet of water as well. Trolling flicker sheds mostly, uh-huh. um, and and shad wrap. They've been pretty good. I did have a, a smallmouth bite going on rattle traps. They were hitting rattle traps really well, where you'd catch several fish, you know, like a schooling fish up there. So yep. Yep. Uh, even that bite's been pretty good when you find it. It's not just everywhere, but uh, I've been fishing a lot on that lower stretch of the lake from uh, the the railroad trestle at Merrimack. To the dam, you know that stretch of water has been really good. So, okay, wow. Uh, um, and you say even in the middle of the day, huh? Even in the middle of the day, it was bright days, and uh, the fish were up up shallow on the rocks, and uh, walleyes and bass. And the walleyes, of course, are, aren't all great big, but uh, there was several of them that were slot fish. You know, which is a twenty to twenty-eight inch fish so that has to be released, but. It's been pretty consistent uh, fishing up there this year. Nice. It really has. Nice. Any uh, any saugers mixed in? I didn't catch any saugers. That was the funny part. I figured usually you do pick a few saugers mixed up with them, but I haven't caught, I didn't catch any saugers at all. I'll be darned. Uh, it was all walleyes. And so there looks like there's a really good year class, like always, of those 13 and 14 inch fish. There's yep. a lot of those in there. Yep. And uh, what's the limit now? Well, the limit up there is five, and it's 15 to 20 inches you can keep. If he's 20 inches or bigger, you can't keep. To 28 inches, you can't keep them. Right. And then you can, but you can keep one fish over 28 inches as part of your five fish limit. Yeah, but five, uh, 15 to 20, that makes it definitely worth going up there for uh, a day of fishing. Oh, exactly. 
basically. And there's, you know, you sort through enough walleyes that you can usually get a few eaters, you know. Mm -hmm. You may have to work hard for them. And some, it's funny, some days you might catch all the keepers. It's just, uh, just the luck of the day, I guess. Yeah. Well, how about the river itself? The river itself has been, uh, has still been pretty good. The river's been dropping the last week, but, um, which means it's a little harder to run for guys, but, um, the holes up there, old north of Lake Wisconsin, between there and Hooker, has been pretty good. The the bites been walleyes and bass. Of course, you're going to have a lot of sheephead mixed in with them, but um, those sheephead aren't bad eating either if you take the backstrap out of them. Yep, yep. Sure. And if you put them I mean, on ice right away. Exactly. Don't just like white bass. You know, if you catch them, don't throw them in the live well and just leave them. You know, get hot and and that hot water and die. And uh, if you keep them on ice. Hey, they're just fine. And a lot of times I'll rip their gills and let them bleed out in the live well. Then I'll throw them on ice. Yep, yep. Um, you get that bloodline out of them, you don't, yeah, I'll tell you right now, they're, they're fine eating. Uh, people, they call them poor man's walleye, you know, the guys that really eat them because, uh, they are, they aren't bad eating at all. They're very good. Yep. Now I have caught and eaten them myself and, uh, like you, if you, if, if you bleed them or if you get them on ice, do both. Um, you know, that, that makes a big difference. Well, exactly. how about the Madison chain now? The other day when I called you, you were on Giganza. Was anything going on there? It, it was. We, um, we've been catching quite a few fish uh, with a trolling bite out over the, you know, the main lake basin. Mm -hmm. uh, it's funny, you'll be out in 24, 25 feet of water, and these fish are five, six feet down. They're not, uh, it's not like they're hanging right on the bottom. Uh, so they're suspended fish, but, uh, we, we've been running some boards down there and catching quite a few, and uh, then on the weed edges, we've been getting a lot of bass, uh, smallmouth bass and largemouth bass. Okay, and, um, and the trolling, you've yeah. been getting walleyes? We've been getting walleyes, yes. Oh. Uh, out, like I say, over the main lake basin. Yep. Uh, Wapis is the same way. Uh, you know, you get out in that, that and troll with, get your boards, get your bait out away from the boat. And these fish have been, like I say, they haven't been super deep and right on the bottom. I've been getting them anywhere from 5 to 10 feet down. I'll be darned. So, yeah. so they're suspended pretty high in the water column. Huh. Well, good. Good. Mendota's been pretty good. Um, the, the, the bass bite, of course, it got a little greener than it, than it has been, you know, the, which is to be expected this time of year on the Madison chain. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, the bass and, and the walleyes both have moved out now. They're, they're not so much over the flats, at least not the good, the decent sized fish. Most of the, Better fish we can catch in now up there are out up the uh, edges of the weed, anywhere from 12 to 20 feet of water. So, so that bite's been pretty good. Yeah, what uh, do you, what do you, pike. yeah, what do you, what are you catching them on? We're catching those on, I, well, I've been fishing a lot of plastics, like Ned rigs. Yeah. Uh, uh, drop shot rigs have been working fine. Um, and I was using a, a crayfish pattern the other day, uh, on a, just a jig head, and that was that was working pretty good. Uh huh. Okay. And pike, oh, you say you've been catching pike too? We've been getting pike too, and they're more uh, weed oriented. And I'm not for some reason there's a really good hatch of fish in that 25, 22 to 25 inch class. You know, there's a lot of those out there right now. As there is, it seems to be on the whole chain, Monona, Wabisa. Um, you know. I think on Wabisa, I caught uh, 15 one day. The biggest one was about 31 inches, but uh, most of them were 22 to 25 inches, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, just a lot of them, and uh, it just seems like that year class is in the whole chain is pretty good right now. And the size limit on pike, uh, is it consistent throughout the chain or just on? Uh... It, 
Well, Mendoza's a 40-inch size limit on one fish. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the chain is 26 inches and two fish. I believe there's two fish now that you can keep. Yeah, okay. So and, you and they, But they got to be 26 inches. So you, so you could take a couple of those home. <laughs> right, right. You, would, you definitely, you know, I'm throwing a lot of spinnerbaits, uh, for the pike anyway, and uh, floating repellas, things like that. Uh, things you can work through the weeds. Uh, chatterbaits work pretty well. Um, like last night on, uh, or the other day on Kiganza, we had um, several pike on, on a chatterbait. So mm -hmm. uh, they work pretty well, too. Yeah, well, good. Uh, any Doing any trout fishing? You know, I have not. And, and I, I really would like to get back on the stream again here. If I get some time, maybe in the next week or so, I'll, I'll do that. Um, I haven't heard a lot about what's going on. And, and when I have been by a trout stream, it, I've not seen many cars around. So... I'm guessing the weeds and the bugs might have might have uh, had people turn people off a little bit. So yeah, uh, the weeds are getting pretty high around the streams right now. They are, and the gnats are pretty nasty this year. The little black flies. They are, and, it, uh, and they're biting. I mean, they're biters, boy. They they yep. will they will uh, leave a whelp. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, gosh. We'll catch up with you again in a couple of weeks, and you're going to get over to the Mississippi? I, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'd have to look at my dates, but uh, I am going to be over there for a couple of days here in the next week, I believe. Um, I, pool 9 should be uh, should be going pretty good right now. Um, I got a report from a, another guide over there that I fish with a lot, and uh, I guess the walleye bite is, has been really phenomenal. The panfish have been going good, and the bass, of course, the bass is always good yep so yep. so they're catching a lot of a wide variety of fish right now great well ron thanks so much for that report and uh have fun out there we'll catch up with you again in a couple weeks all right thank you dan you bet ron bearfield from mcfarland with the madison outdoors report i'm dan small more outdoors radio right after this get outside and let us be your guide Florence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded ATV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to hike to, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the exploreflorencecounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal, year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit hupe.com. And all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. Well, it's 4th of July weekend, and home for once, uh, joining me again <laughs> from Wisconsin Rapids, is Jeff Kelm. Uh, welcome home. Uh, yeah, thanks, Dan. I imagine you had a lot of catching up to do after your busy back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back, uh, tournaments. Yeah, yeah, four weeks of tournaments. It's uh, There's a lot to a lot to do uh, you know, there was, I came home at one point. It was very overwhelming, honestly, when, uh, I got home at night and so I couldn't like look out into the yard or anything like that. But the next morning I got up and I 
I generally will get up and, and go walk around and just, you know, kind of enjoy life uh, for a little bit. And it was just very overwhelming walking around and seeing the garden need to be weeded, the uh, grass needed to be mowed. And, and it's not that my wife is incapable of doing things like that. She was on the road with me for three weeks of the three of the four weeks. And then the uh, the fourth week, she's, you know, she's got kids home uh, watching them. So uh, there was no expectation there, but it was definitely like, okay, we got to buckle down and get some stuff done here. Yep. So it's been a good, it's been a good week to do that. Yeah. Well, good. Well, how was your Alabama trip besides grueling? Oh, uh, yeah, it was hot as we, we discussed that last week, but it, it was, uh, it was fun. It was neat to be a part of, you know, Dan, $2.6 million in scholarships offered wow. at these, uh, at these events, uh, these dual events, these combined events. And, uh, you know, lives were changed. Um, Fishing is such a um, uh, uh, an evening sport. You know, it doesn't matter how much money you have as a family. If you can get an individual into a boat, uh, a borrowed boat or anything like that, the fish don't care who's on the other side of that rod. Yep. And so you've got families from all walks of life competing in this. You, you don't have the staunch, you know, athletes all the time sitting at the top. And, uh, and so you, there's seeing the lives changed when, when a family is handed $160,000 in scholarship <laughs> money to yeah. go to a four year private college, you know, is wow. just phenomenal. So, um, really cool to see, uh, the national championship winners was the first time we've ever had a co-ed winner. Uh, it was, uh, Fallon Klepper and Wyatt Ford. They're from Texas. They weighed in on day one. They had it almost locked down. 18 pounds, eight ounces. Second place was 14 pounds, 11 ounces. And they continued to dominate through the rest of the uh, week. They had three days of fishing for a total of 39.9. They won by over five pounds. Wow. Uh, they won themselves, uh, a national championship. And uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in scholarship money uh, to go to a couple of different colleges should they choose. Um, they both already had plans for college, so I don't know if those will get uh, utilized, but uh, certainly some great opportunities that hopefully they'll be able to utilize in some form or fashion. And uh, really, really neat to see a female angler up there uh, doing well. And then we had the high school fishing world finals, mm -hmm. and uh, the anglers that won that were a couple of guys, a couple of kids in an old boat, some 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 kind of I guess you could call them good old boys from Virginia. Okay. Uh they never thought it was going to be possible for them to win and they won their one day weight at 13 pounds 7 ounces. They beat second place by almost two and a half pounds and they won an opportunity. They got offered Dozens of scholarships, hmm. okay? When you win the high school fishing world finals, they got offered two, uh, full rides, full tuitions at, uh, two separate colleges. They got offered $120,000 at two other colleges and $160,000 at two other colleges. They have colleges they get to choose from, Dan. And their lives have completely changed. Amazing. Well, that's fantastic. It's great to see so many young anglers. You had over 400 contestants or 400 teams. 416 teams. <clears throat> these are three-person teams. Oh, this my. Is two, these are two high school students and an adult boat captain. Yeah, okay. So you had 
I won't do the math. Well over a thousand people involved in this, and to yeah, see that yeah. kind of um, that kind of support for uh, young fishing uh, enthusiasts and young teams—that's fantastic. Well, well, um, <clears throat> I've been catching up at home too for the last couple of weeks, uh, and literally catching. We uh, we caught a raccoon in our Conestoga chicken tractor a couple nights ago. Heard the two roosters cackling like crazy and leading their hens off in different directions away from the uh, the coop. So I knew something was up, and we got down there. It's just oh last hour or so of daylight, and there's a raccoon in the uh, in the Conestoga. So I closed it up, went and got the 22, and we took care of that. Uh, and we've got her on ice right now, and uh, planning to. Uh, do the slow cooker, uh, you know, uh, ro- <laughs> raccoon roast or roast coon, however you want to call it. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Um, sure. Maybe uh, barbecue sauce on it. Uh, it's it's good eating, and uh, you know I hate to waste them, but I can't have them in my chicken coop. So yeah, that's yeah. how we do. Uh, it. We'll be uh, we'll be roasting a rooster, roast roasting a rooster. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, we have one rooster. You you actually have met him, Dan. Um, he has decided to start flogging my wife oh, and my son every time. That'll do it. And uh, and I don't take that, so uh, we're gonna eat him. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, we we call the young ones as they become uh, old enough to be you know to be butchered, and mm-hmm. any that that turn uh, feral like that and start attacking people. Um, I've kept a couple that I was planning to butcher because I like their voices. So you, sure. know, you never know what's going to trigger um, my, um, you know, my deciding to keep a rooster. So, and we've had uh, some juvenile skunks around. I've got to uh, get rid of them too because uh, we've lost five young chicks. We've got a lot of chicks, but you don't want to lose any if you can avoid it. It's just a matter of catching them when they're out in a place where it's safe to shoot. And so far, they've been eluding me. But that'll happen. So, anyway, coming up, Jim Bobby Ash reports on July events and classes at the Range of Richfield. Bob Martini has been on the show before, president of the Oneida Lakes, Oneida County Lakes Association. He invites us to attend a Northwood Six County Lakes meeting at Nicolay College. And Charter Captain Dumper Dan Welsh is again back this week reporting on Lake Michigan fishing action off Sheboygan. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camo Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. 
Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded ATV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to hike to, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Well, it's time for our update on Lake Michigan fishing in the Sheboygan area once again, sponsored by Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters, Condos, and Riverfront Store right there on South Pier Drive in Sheboygan and on the web at DumperDan.com. He's got a Facebook page that's just loaded with pictures of big fish, Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters. And our second sponsor this week is 902 on the Avenue Bar and Grill. They're located, guess where? 902 Indiana Avenue. Easy to find right there in Sheboygan. And on Facebook at 902 on the Avenue. And joining us from Sheboygan, Captain Dumper Dan Welch once again. Dan, welcome back. You bet. Uh, glad to be back on board with you, Dan. Well, how's the fishing? It's picking up, I understand. It's picking up, Dan, since we talked last. Um, we are starting to get into some of the big kings, and that's what we've been waiting for. And as you know, and we've been talking about, the water's been cold. Uh, the king bite has been kind of hit and miss uh, because of that cold water, Lake Michigan temperature we've been having here in the month of June, kind of unseasonably cool, but... Um, it's starting to warm up. Kings are starting to bite. Um, we're catching coho, some rainbow now, uh, kings, and some lakers. So we're starting to get into our variety time of year of trout and salmon here out of the Port of Sheboygan Dam. Okay. Now, last week we talked about uh, water temperatures, and you said anything in the 50s is good for salmon. Now, I know that's true for cohos. Is that the same with kings? Yeah, even more so with kings, to be honest with you, because coho, are, they're going to chase bait, you know, and bait like warmer water, too, like the alewife and the shad, but they're chasing bait, and they're not as finicky on water temp as a king is. A king, you know, they'll put the feed bag on and start eating uh, tremendously when, when the water temps are right. Otherwise, they're kind of sluggish and dormant, you know, and, and right now we're just getting into the low 50s on temperature here out of Sheboygan, so that's a good thing, and obviously it's going to keep warming up, but um, the kings are starting to bite. We're getting a few kings on every dumper dam boat every trip now. In fact, um, we just had six, six or seven come in here in the last 48 hours between 18 and 24 pounds. So most of them are about 20, 21 pounds. Um, nice fish, uh, good eating fish. Nothing overly huge yet, um, but some nice solid salmon. So I think once it warms up, they'll really start turning on. They'll pack on the weight, and, and we'll get bigger numbers of king salmon off the Port of Sheboygan. Now, those fish look bigger than uh, 20 pounds, I'll tell you. Uh, either people are learning to hold them out far, 
or gosh, they're long. Or what's going on? Are they are they long and just haven't uh, put on the, the the weight yet? Well, that's just it. I mean, there's a ton of bait in the lake right now. You see it on the surface everywhere. Customers see it because you can see, you know, if you know some of them do die off, a lot of them do not. So you see them floating around. You see them on our graphs and fish finders suspended, you know, swimming around these these bait fish. Now the coals, when we clean them, and the lake trout, they are just plump full of eowife and shad. I mean, an average 8 to 10 pound fish will have 30 eowife in its belly. It's crazy. Wow. Um, but now the kings don't yet. You know, they're just not, they're just starting to get on the feed bag here and they're starting to, to get aggressive. So with the water warming up, so yeah, they're they're 40 inches long. I mean, they look ginormous, Dan, but uh, they're not quite got the girth yet. And, you know, basically it's kind of like catching them in April and May, but it's just a little late this year and it's June. So, I think come July it's going to be gangbusters. These these fish are going to pack on the weight, and they're going to get up into that 25, 30, 32, 34 pound range like they did last year in June. This year in July is what we're thinking. Yeah. Okay. Well, you mentioned uh, bait fish, and last week we reported that we we got um, a news release from Michigan, uh, from the state of Michigan, that they had a rather significant die off of alewife. Uh, up and down the shore, and uh, th- it's kind of a common thing uh, that happens some years but hasn't happened in, oh gosh, at least a decade, but they've got a pretty significant die-off this year. Have you seen anything like that on the Wisconsin side? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I just mentioned is, we, you know, our customers can see it, we can see it. Right now from the harbor out to about 150 feet of water as we power out, yeah, there's Illway floating all over the place. I mean, not, you know, I mean, they're spread out, but there you can see them everywhere, and and that's you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, this that's normal. I mean, back in the '60s when they planted the coals, and then the king shortly after, they planted them fish for that reason to eat the bait fish up. Because if you see them floating like that on the surface, we have too many of them in the lake, and they're a very finicky bait fish. I mean, they're half saltwater, half freshwater fish. It came from the ocean, you know, over the years, and and they live so long in fresh water and they die off and as you get more of them they die off quicker and you see more of them so mm-hmm. that article you talked about i saw it too on the michigan side um is happening here as well and and that's to be honest with you that's that's a good thing because that means the the lake's full of bait uh-huh okay um of course when it happened way back in the 60s there were windrows of dead uh, alewives on the shore and that's what triggered the the uh, move to to stock salmon in the lake to to eat those but you don't see anything like that here no there's a little bit on the beaches um i've had people walk in my store that live you know south of town black river terry andry skate park area and they, they've mentioned that there's some on the beaches i've seen some over by blue harbor on the beach on the sand um so there are some there that wash up on shore i mean they're gonna end up washing up on shore eventually with the east wind you know the ones we're seeing floating but not like it used to be but it's a, we haven't seen anything like that, Dan, in oh God, decades, yep. you know, and, and it's it's because I mean we have that much bait in the lake, and we've been telling the DNR that for years, and that's why we got our our increase in stocking of salmon and trout the last three four years, is because we felt the lake could you know could uh, to, you know they could handle that you know and these fish could to eat them them bait fish up and grow nice and healthy and big and that's what's happening so yep. it's a good thing we got more bait in the lake and and the fish are full of the alewife and the shad as as we clean them and we bring them in and 
um, yeah, it's it's all it's all turning in the right direction. Put it that way. Now all we need is you know for summer to get a little bit warmer here on Lake Michigan and that water temp will warm up and and uh, yeah, it'll be phenomenal. These fish will really light up. Are they moving a little closer to shore? They are. We're uh, fishing right now. In fact, my six thumper dan boats are out as we speak, and they're uh, they're fishing a hundred, like ninety foot uh, out to about one forty, one fifty, and that's where they're catching the variety. So we are closer to shore. We were motoring out six, eight, ten miles south of town. Now we're straight out of town, anywhere from a mile to about three to four miles. So they are moving in closer. A lot more activity too, Dan, um, lately um with uh private boats um out on the lake too so there's there's quite a few uh the boat landings have been very busy a lot of boats on the weekends out um so take advantage of the nice weather and the the better fishing as it gets better and better and get get out there yourself if you have your own rig to uh to take on lake michigan and uh that's a good sign so the more we get out there the more people catch and, and the more we see but it's it's improving daily and I mean, right now you can you can go out there and catch ten, fifteen fish on a half day charter easily. I mean, them are some really nice, solid numbers, and that's getting close to what it should be, you know, as far as the normal goes. Yep. Well, good. Glad to hear that. Well, let's talk about nine hundred two on the avenue, nine hundred two Indiana Avenue. Uh, it's uh, another bar in Sheboygan. Um, I hope you don't spend all your time in bars. You seem to know all these owners, <laughs> and you play pool in some of them, or used to. Um, uh-huh. There, there are a lot of bars right there in Sheboygan. There are. There's a bar on every corner in Sheboygan, Dan. And, I mean, and uh, and they're good ones. Everyone is. I mean, and that's what's unique about Sheboygan. And the reason I know these people, like you said, I, you hit it right on the head. I shoot pool tournaments in the winter. I shoot league, um, and I shoot for a lot of these bars. But more importantly than that is our customers, when they come to town, what do they want to do? They want to go get a cold beer. They want to get a, a burger, a brat, a steak what have you, lunch, supper, whatever, so we send them to all these places, and they're all, not all of them, but most of them are walking distance from my boats, my condos, and my store, and 902 on Indiana Avenue is, so mm-hmm. you can see it right from my place, you can walk right across the 8th Street, um, go right alongside the 8th Street Bridge, very scenic walk, and go over to 902 by, by Lance and Wendy, they got a great menu, great bar, great food. I understand they have a great steak sandwich that has some history to it. They do. I mean, that's the Drews family um, that's been around for a long time. Um, the mom owns Tommy's Bar on the north side on Lance and Wendy on 902 on Indiana Avenue. And back in the day, my dad used to hang out with one of the best restaurant bar owners of all of Sheboygan, um, um, Lonnie Drews, uh, which owned uh, the Huff Brow. And the Huff Brow was a great steak place on 8th Street. Um, many locals went there, many tourists went there, out of town folks came to town just to go to the Huffbrow. And mm-hmm. what Lance and Wendy brought back was the, the Huffbrow special. So you can go to 902 and get the open face tenderloin steak seasoned the way that his dad, uh, cooked it back in the day on an open hard roll. It's delicious. The, the Huffbrow special at 902, you gotta check it out. Alright. Well, Dan, we're gonna let you go, but, uh, folks uh, can contact you to, book a charter you still got openings in july and august i i would assume we do the later part of july everything's filling quickly uh we get hundreds of calls here a week um, a lot of people are calling getting in we do have august september openings yet but get your dates get your plans uh get to me and give me a call at 920-377-1147 check out dumperdan.com on the uh, internet 
or like you mentioned, Facebook, every day, all day, we're posting pictures uh, at Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters on Facebook. Get out here and get in on this action. All right. Well, Dan, we'll talk to you again next week and see if the fishing is still as hot as it is now. You betcha. I'll be here. Thank you. <clears throat> all right. Dumper Dan Welch, and as he mentioned, DumperDan.com or on Facebook, Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters. And don't forget, 902 on the Avenue, 902 Indiana Avenue in Sheboygan, a great place to grab lunch or supper after you're fishing. I'm Dan Small, more Outdoors Radio, right after this. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Lakes across northern Wisconsin are popular destinations for many folks, especially in the summer. In fact, some lakes are so popular that the visitors who come to them seeking clean water, solitude, and perhaps a quiet vacation find these amenities more elusive every year. And a bigger shock to some visitors is the discovery that they themselves are a big part of the problem. If this is a topic of concern to you, then you ought to consider attending an upcoming meeting at Nicolay College on July 15th where people from six northern counties will convene to discuss the environmental impacts of wake boats, the proliferation of short-term rentals, and other issues related to the recreational capacity of lakes. Well, joining us now to talk about these issues and this upcoming meeting is Bob Martini. He's president of the Oneida County Lakes and Rivers Association. He's been on the show before, but it's been a while. Well, Bob, welcome back, and thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for covering this issue. It's an interesting one, and it's one of those enigmatic things. People love to go to the lakes, and you get there, and there are too many people enjoying the lakes. <laughs> is Are we loving yeah. our northern lakes to death, do you think? Our lakes are an economic resource, probably the greatest asset we have for people who own property and people who live here. It's also an environmental asset. It's one of the great concentrations of lakes in the world, the third largest. But it's also historical and kind of an emotional connection for people up here and all over the state, all over the Midwest. People who come here as a child remember it all their lives. In fact, some of them come back and bring their businesses with them when they're retired. And they say things like, well, I remember coming up to Grandpa's place when I was a kid, or I went to camp up there when I was a kid, and I, I want to come back. So it's got a strong hold on people, whether they live here or not. All of those things are really important, but the base is you've got to protect the quality of that resource, otherwise all three of those amenities decline. You folks on July 15th are going to be discussing some of these issues, and uh, they're not new issues, and they're not going to be solved on July 15th. Um, but what are what are some of the things you're going to be addressing in addition to what I mentioned, the wakeboarding and uh, short-term rentals? Well, we've talked about invasive species for decades. Uh, it's still a problem. One of the things that's, that's really causing trouble now is the cost of doing the inspections at all the boat landings. Obviously, uh, you can't cover every minute of every day at every boat landing. So there, there are some mechanisms out there for electronically uh, observing and, and trying to cut down the cost. A lot of these volunteers are burning out. 
that have been doing these kinds of inspections for the last 20 years, the number of invasive species keeps going up all the time, as you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we still need to be vigilant. And there is an education issue there. We know in the northern part of the state that people who own property on lakes turn over every seven years or so. So that means you've got a whole new audience to educate every seven to ten years on all of these issues. It doesn't matter whether it's invasive species or wake boats or anything. Buffers, for example, are really important for landowners. And if you could do one thing to protect the lake's water quality, buffers would be the thing. But if you have turnover of, of uh, owners every seven to ten years, you got to explain to each one why it's important to keep a natural, at least a 30 to 50 foot buffer between your yard and the edge of the water. So these are continuing issues, and of course, every once in a while you get a new issue like wake bowling, which in the last five years has really taken off. Uh, just about every lake I know of that's large enough for these boats has some issues with it, and that's one of the reasons we put it on the agenda today. Uh -huh. New issues and old issues, and uh, the bottom line is there are a lot of people out there that really value that lake resource. Yeah, it sounds like it. Now, uh, for folks who don't know what a wake boat is, uh, how is that different from a ski boat? Well, wake boats are, are actually designed to produce a large surfable wake. The, the wake is large enough so that you can actually board on it, like surfboarding. And they do this with uh, a change in the hull design and a tremendous amount of weight. It's kind of analogous to a boat that before it gets up on plane, it creates a big wake, you know. That's, it's kind of a mini version of a wake boat. But what happens is that the wakes can, can cause some serious issues. I mean, there have been documents uh, from Minnesota and other states and in Wisconsin that show that sediments can be redistributed and, and riled up by these large wakes. And when you, when you uh, disturb those sediments and bring them up through the water column, you're also bringing up phosphorus and other nutrients that normally would stay down in the bottom if the lake is stratified during the summer. And most of these big lakes are stratified. Uh, in addition, we've had some high water uh, over the last three years. It's not as bad as it was three years ago, but um, when water is higher than normal, you get tremendous wave energy hitting the shoreline and eroding the shoreline if these wake boats are used in an area too close to the shore. There's all sorts of research going on right now about what those impacts might be, but I think at a minimum, people need to understand that, that uh, when these new boats or new, uh, new ideas come out, there are side effects, and you need to think about those and factor them into your behavior. Most of this stuff has to be voluntary because, uh, you know, there aren't that many regulations covering these, uh, these new issues. Most of the regulations in the state of Wisconsin for shoreline protection, for instance, and zoning, were gutted about 10 years ago. Um, they basically uh, took really well-designed local shoreline zoning ordinances and basically dumbed them down to a statewide standard that really does not protect the lakes. So that's why it's important to make sure that people understand what, what their land use can do to their lake, which is their big asset, and make sure we get some voluntary action to protect the quality of those lakes. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, wake boats are, I guess, the new uh, 
the the new jet ski or something like that you know the the new toy that uh, a lot of people are are turning to uh the one of the other issues um, that i mentioned and that your press release mentions is short term rentals uh, and why is that a, a problem in northern wisconsin an awful lot of people are turning to uh short term rentals it's it's kind of a same issue that's going on all over america and all over the world really these rentals bypass all the taxing authority that would normally go to the state or the county or the town. And in addition, they attract people almost every weekend of the year, of the summer season, whereas in the past you might have one family that owns a cottage and they come up maybe a week or two, maybe five weeks in the summer. But under vacation rentals, you got people in there every single weekend. Mm-hmm. And these people don't know the lakes. They don't know the regulations on invasive species. They don't know the the problems with buzzing docks and shorelines. Uh, they really don't have the kind of connection and, and responsibility that, that a normal landowner would have who uses that cabin maybe a few times a year. So we get a, an escalation of everything from septic tank overloads to all sorts of garbage issues and lights at night and overuse of boats. The neighbors have uh, boat trailers and cars and trucks parking in their in their lot, you know, adjacent lot. Uh, there's all sorts of issues that have arisen from these. So a lot of counties are trying to change their ordinances to make sure that they are healthy. And number one, they have a health inspection to make sure the water is clean, that the septic t- system is designed for the size of the number of people that would be using it. Uh, and the electrical system and everything else is, is inspected, then the county needs to make sure that they get their tax revenue. Obviously, the legitimate hotels and resorts all have to pay that tax, but these vacation rentals often bypass that whole thing. So the revenue isn't there to do the enforcement. And we want to make sure that the people have at least some idea of how you should act on a lake. So Oneida County Lakes and Rivers has developed a, a series of ethics advisories for people who rent because many of them don't really know that their behavior can adversely affect other people. Sure. So um, we want to make sure that they understand this. And then we did another one for people who actually own the properties and actually are doing the renting. So they understand that they have to get the inspections. They have to make sure that they they get a, a rental permit from the county and all those other restrictions because a lot of these people aren't in it uh, as a commercial enterprise, they're just renting out their house for extra income. Probably educating them is a smart way to go because then they can educate the, the, the renters. Um, That's right. We want to have these ethical suggestions on every refrigerator in the in the unit for the people who are renters. And then we want to make sure that the people who own the property understand not only what being a good neighbor on a lake is all about, but also what the legal requirements health requirements are yeah okay well uh there are other issues you're going to be addressing and this meeting i understand it's open to the public is it yes it is public encouraged to attend no fee no registration just show up at nine o'clock in the morning at nicolay college south of rhinelander on the 15th of july and again there'll be there'll be representatives from six counties probably the most concentrated lake region in wisconsin yep all right. And where can they go for more information? There must be uh, info online somewhere. Yes, you can go to the Oneida County Lakes and Rivers website. Just Google OCLRA or the Vilas County Lakes and Rivers website, ECLRA. 
and all the information will be there. Bob, thanks so much for sharing uh, the information about this meeting and these uh, issues that you'll be addressing this year. And this is the first, after two years of virtual meetings, this is the first in-person meeting uh, since uh, yeah, 2020. Yeah, that's another reason we want to do this. Is, uh, everybody ain't anxious to see their old friends instead of looking at electrons all day. Well, I know you've got to look at some electrons here shortly, so I'll let you go. But thanks so much, and I hope you have a great meeting. You bet. Folks, you can learn more at OCLRA. Just uh, search that or VCLRA, Oneida County Lakes and Rivers Association and Vilas County Lakes and Rivers Association. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. The Range of Richfield is your ultimate shooting experience. It's located just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, and that's where 41 and 45 split. And the range offers 12 state-of-the-art indoor shooting lanes, hands-on instruction, and a friendly, knowledgeable staff ready to help answer any firearms questions you might have. You can learn more at therangewi.com. And joining us now to talk about what's going on at the range this month is Range of Richfield President Jim Bobbyash. Well, Jim, welcome back. Hi, Dan. How are you? Doing all right, sir. How are you? Doing great. Thank you. And enjoying, how... this hot, enjoying this hot weather. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> summer finally here. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. How was June? Oh, June was great. Uh, our Father's Day, on Father's Day, we had a great turnout. Lots of dads with their children having a great time. Uh, our traffic remains steady, and we see a lot of folks taking advantage of our $10 Wednesdays. Ah. Uh, this is our summer special. Uh, which means all lanes on both standard and premium are only $10. So be sure to stop in and take advantage of this great summer bargain. Uh, we've also introduced our free gun rental Thursdays. So come on in, rent a, a lane, and you get a free gun rental along with uh, ears, eyes, and a target. That's a $15 value. So, uh, you know, if you're kind of looking to buy a different gun, eh, here's a great way 
to try it before you buy it. What a great idea! Sure, um, that that's that's good that you do that. And I imagine uh, the, your lanes aren't as busy on Wednesday and Thursday, so it's an opportunity for people to come in and uh, have a little attention. It, you know, you're absolutely right. It does get to be a little bit slow, especially now during the summer. Mm-hmm. We're, com- we're competing with you know Summerfest and all the other festivals and and the nice weather and and people doing things they haven't been able to do for a couple of years. So uh, you know, traffic is steady. Um, and I'm 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 still used to the last two years where we were jammed every day, but you know now we're back to normal. So yeah. I have to I have to readjust. Well, normal is not bad in your business, I guess. <laughs> you are correct. Yeah. Are so correct. Uh, how are you doing for guns? Actually, uh, we have some great news. We we have a great selection of guns. Uh, we are seeing a steady stream of Hellcats, Easys, Glocks, Canics, ARs, uh, sh- and, and more showing up on our dock. Our gun case has not looked this good in a long time. This is a great time to buy your next firearm before our second amendment may start to disappear. So um, come on down, see what we have. All right, and you have classes, um, training, all kinds of things available for people who, who need to learn skills or just how to handle a gun or various things, right? Absolutely. Uh, we here at the range are committed to our education center, and we encourage anybody who would just purchased a gun or has one sitting around, they haven't used it in a while, you know, to, to uh, please take a class or a lesson. You know, just owning a firearm is not enough. You yeah. must become one with it, and that means training and practice. As you know, we offer several different training sessions and all skill levels in addition to private handgun lessons. You know, we we're blessed to have five highly skilled trained instructors, and uh, they are available for individual couples or group lessons, beginner, intermediate, advanced, handgun, AR, rifle, shotgun, you name it. We can we can help you out. We are here to help you stay safe. All right. And you have classes scheduled as well? We do. We don't have as many classes as we normally do during the winter, again, just because of the summer season. Um, but, you know, we, we're still putting them on, so... Here's a a few that we've got coming up. We have our Wisconsin Concealed Carry class on Sunday, July 10th, and then we have another one on Thursday, July 26th. Uh, Shooting on the Move is Thursday, July 14th, and our basic draw from the holster is Thursday, July 28th. So, again, you know, this isn't our normal, you know, six or seven classes a month, but the demand just isn't there. So starting in September, we'll start ramping that up again. Alrighty, and people can sign up online, right? Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Uh, we we just have that uh, instituted, so you you can come in, sign up online. It's very conven- convenient a convenient feature that makes that getting that training much much more easier. All right. Any specials this month? Yes, we do. Thanks for asking. Uh, we have some gun specials. You know, buy a, sh- a shield, uh, a Smith and Wesson Shield Plus, in any of the models. And get a, a, a range gold card. Now, a range gold card uh, is a $125 value, and it's good for uh, free shooting. Uh, you get five lanes of rentals on the premium side. Uh, so you, you, you buy the gun, you get the free card with $125, and, and that offer is good from 7 uh, 8 to 7 So about a week in between. Okay, good. And we also have buy a Glock 19 or 19X, same thing. Get the range gold card, $125 value for free. So uh, this 
particular, the, the GWAC deal goes from uh, July 19th to July 31st. Okay, so an opportunity to do some shooting with your new gun if you buy one soon. Absolutely. Great, Absolutely. What a great plan. All right, and how about safes? Safe sales continue to be brisk. I, I now have about 76 fantastic Liberty safes in stock, and they're ready for delivery. We've actually discounted seven models, so they are priced to move. My, my favorite one right now is the USA 50. USA 50 is a huge safe. Okay, I mean, it, it's probably the biggest safe you can buy and still get in your house, hopefully. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's black with an electronic lock, and it's regular $2,499. And I have it priced right now at $1,999. Now, that's a savings of $500, which wow. is a pretty good deal. And it's a it's an awfully good safe. Um, you really need to come on and take a look at it. Uh, we uh, I have I have I, I bought eight of them. I think I have five left. Uh -huh. So uh, come on in and take a peek. Okay, and what else have we got? Oh, you do consignments too, don't you? Yeah, well, that's something new we started about two months ago. Um, if you know somebody that has too many guns or just not using them, or they're trying to liquidate in the state. Come on and see us. Uh, we've had some tremendous success selling those guns on GunBroker. Uh, we've been able to craft a pretty, pretty, uh, a pretty good deal. Uh, you can get almost 80% of the value of your gun on GunBroker. We only charge 20%. A lot of other places are charging anywhere between 50 and 60%. So, um, and Brian is a guy who does it. He takes great pictures. Uh, he knows how to handle the customers. And again, we've 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 really been doing extremely well. I'm really happy with it. Good. And you have a steals and deals table. What's that about? Yeah. Well, you know, we always end up some extra inventory, and we're trying to trying to move it out. So we we set up the steals and deals table. Everything has uh, been discounted, and now we're going to be offering if you buy four items, you get one item at a lesser value for free. Hmm. So you get five for four. Uh, again, we're all good stuff. It's just that we either bought too much, or it whatever it might be. It's just time to move it out. All right. And then in addition, we also have ten percent off Benchmade knives, our next belts and holsters. So again, it's uh, some we got some pretty good deals going on here at the range right now. It sounds like it. Well, and even if people aren't looking for a new handgun or or a, a special deal, just want to talk about guns, you're always there. Absolutely. You know, um, we we love guns, obviously. Uh, we love safes. We love the, the whole shooting industry. So, you know, if you have any questions or comments or just want to come in and grab a cup of coffee and some free cookies, we're here to talk. All right. Well, Jim, thanks so much. We will talk to you again next month. I hope you have a great July. Well, thank you, Dan. You also. All right. Jim Bobbyash is the president of the Range of Richfield. Their website is therangewi.com. If you want to visit them in person, they are located on Helson Drive, just north of the Richfield Cabela store where highways 41 and 45 split, and they're open every day except Monday. Check them out online and or visit them in person or do both. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nacita National Wildlife Refuge. 
Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded ATV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to hike to, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the disruption camo pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. They got great deals on new and used boats. Check out uh, their life jackets, tubes, float pads, all kinds of fun stuff. For the 4th of July here, you can check out their website and Facebook page for details. We're also brought to you by the Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association, 60 square miles of fun on the water, castlerock-petenwell.com, and by Huntworth Gear, high-tech camo wear at a price you can afford, huntworthgear.com. Yeah, it's great to have Huntworth back with us for another six months, and we'll be talking to some of their pro staffers uh, coming up real soon. Well, if you happen to miss our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, or if it's not airing in your area, because a lot of uh, stations have dropped it because we're not in production right now, you can always watch past episodes of Outdoor Wisconsin online at milwaukeepbs.org. You can also watch Deer Hunt Wisconsin shows on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel. Our radio show is online all the time for you to download and take with you. Go to lake-link.com. Go to their outdoor radio page. You can download this show, past shows as well, and uh, take us with you throughout your week. You can find Dan on social media. Look him up at Dan Small Outdoors. You can find me at Hardwater Jeff. And don't forget you can win great prizes and get in shape for fall hunting with Backcountry Hunters and Anglers Hike to Hunt program. It's going on now through July 31st. Details at backcountryhunters.org. And a reminder, our friends at Ballard's Black Island Resort are offering a two-for-one summer deal. So if you want to take a friend, um, a loved one, a partner, neighbor, anybody who'd like to fish a lake of the woods, uh, get in touch with them, and they're offering two-for-one this summer only. Uh, get in touch through uh, blackisland.com and tell them you heard it on Outdoors Radio. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at Warren Nelson. Dot com. I'm Dan Small. I'm here with Jeff Kelm. You got any plans for the fourth, Jeff? Relax. Yeah. <laughs> spell, we might t- spell that out like Aaron Rodgers, you know, R-E-L-A-X. Yeah, relax. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you've earned it, so we may do some fireworks. But, folks, get outside this weekend, and be sure to join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. When the cool night swallows the moose's nose 
And the heron is fishing on one cold leg. When the loon cries, lover, in the blue north wind, I'll be trolling home to you. When my wrist gets a little chilly on the gunnel, when my lazy Ike is just too lazy to lure. When the worms go dry in the coffee can, honey, I'll be true. 